morning light breaks the shadows as the priests of Imperium Day gather once again in the pews of the church. They are all on edge, unsettled by their failure to locate Marie, and fearful of what punishment is to come. Hidden away from the masses, Susanna kneels in front of the fireplace in Marcus's office. She tilts her face to the heavens, speaking softly as she communes with the Almighty One. Almighty One, God of the heavens, all-powerful deity, hear me. Susanna, what news do you have for me? I'm afraid I come with some disappointing tidings. Oh? Marie has not been found. Marcus's plan was unsuccessful. He and his men were unable to locate her. I see. Not surprising, if I do say so myself. I was a fool to think that man would be able to carry out this mission. He is led by his emotions. And his cock. You are part of this failure as well, Susanna. Do not forget that. Of course, Almighty One. With all respect and admiration, why is Marie so important? You foolish girl. You do not understand the power that beings like you both possess. Please, enlighten me. Many years ago, after that debacle in ancient Rome, and several other missteps on my part, I had fallen behind. I found myself losing round after round of the game to the Lightbringer. He was so smug about it all. His shadow of hedonism and revelry affected the mortals more than I could have even imagined. So, I changed my tactics and took a few moves from his playbook. And of course, as soon as I did, the tables began to turn. But he was always one step ahead of me. <laughs> Until one particularly memorable showdown. Truly, a battle between mortals who had so closely clung to our respective ideologies. I had a king with an army, and he had a witch. I defeated her and gained influence and power that set him back almost to the point of defeat. But he was clever. That witch had brought about a darkness, no doubt somehow sourced straight from the depths of his hell that infiltrated the earthly plane. Suddenly, we were playing with more than just mortals. We were now playing with beings of power. Beings that could elevate the playing field, that possessed unnatural abilities. Beings like you, Susanna. I see. In the hands of the Lightbringer, these beings would certainly turn the tide back to his victory. So, I had to eliminate them all. Over time, I managed to find most of them. 
Some, I am sure, still exist in the dark corners of this plane. But others, like Marie, are hiding in plain sight. So she must be eliminated. And any others like her that do not choose to align themselves with my purpose must also be eliminated. I will do what I can to ensure that happens. And with your success comes all that I have promised you. You shall rise alongside Imperium Dei and have power unlike any other in my fold. You will have armies, you will have principalities, all under your control. You will be unstoppable. Thank you, Almighty One. I will not disappoint you. Go. Fetch Marcus. It is high time that he answer for his failures. The Cosmic Game Chapter 9 Bacchanalia. Despite her reservations, Marie is beginning to feel more comfortable in this otherworldly bar. She swirls the drink in her glass as she meets the devil eye to eye. Well, this is all very dramatic, is it not? Would you expect anything less from him? A murder plot, ancient cults at war, a psychopathic emperor. It's all quite Shakespearean. You know, he was here once. He sold his soul to write Let his... Let us not get sidetracked now, Asmodeus. While I may be enraptured by your tale, I still do not approve of your methods. Even from my relatively short time here, I have found that violence only begets more violence. Interesting for you to say that, Marie. What do you mean by that? I just mean that you're correct. Violence does beget violence. Caligula proved that theory and led us all to where we are today. The morning sun warms Caligula's face as he gazes out upon his empire. The day of Bacchanalia has finally arrived, and he watches with a sinister grin as his patrons herd themselves into the courtyard below. He is filled with a menacing glee, eagerly anticipating the violence and gluttony that is to come in the days ahead. He turns inward to his quarters as one of his handmaidens knocks on the door. My liege, your sister is here. Hmm. Send her in. My sweet, dear sister. Caesar. You look anxious. Are you anxious? No. (laughs) Why would I be? Are you excited, then? Of course. I look forward to your festival every year. You have never been a particularly good liar, Drusilla. What do you mean? (laughs) I remember a time many years ago. We were but children, playing outside of Uncle's chambers, 
running rampant with little regard for anything around us. No concerns, no anxieties, no deep, dark secrets that nodded us when we rested our heads come nightfall. We were running around the hallways, and I knocked over that horrid statue of Tiberius he had made after victoriously returning from his campaign against the Marcomani. <laughs> yes, I remember. The sculptor ruined his chin. <laughs> the way it just jutted out. <laughs> Indeed. Of course, within moments, he emerged to accost us. He was so alert. He had to be. As emperor, he always had a target on his back. I suppose you're right. And suddenly, we were under interrogation. You were immediately willing to take the blame, but he knew I had done it. Not because I gave myself away. <laughs> oh no. But because you did. Why are you telling me all this? Because as I said, you are a terrible liar. Ever since we were children. So when I ask you if you are excited about Bacchanalia, do not lie to me. You hate these rituals and always have. Ugh, your disgust is palpable. What do you want me to say? I want you to tell me the truth. Your festivals to the god Bacchus do not align with the values of my order. You know this. Of course. They are vulgar displays of power, of gluttony. There's the Drusilla I know. There's my sister. <laughs> Did you summon me to reminisce? <laughs> and to chastise me for my manners? I summoned you because I wanted to see you just once more before the festivities begin. Come closer, Drusilla. Closer. What happened, sister? What do you mean? We used to be so close. Are we not still? We used to be such friends. You are making me nervous, brother. I want to remember you. Caligula? <laughs> oh. Go! I must finish my preparations. I will see you at the feast, dear sister. And Drusilla? Yes, Caesar? Hail Bacchus. As the festivities in ancient Rome commence, God and the devil sit at the game board. The devil has a large goblet of wine in hand, swirling it around with a smile on his face. God sits quietly, arms folded, clearly eager to see what is about to unfold. 
Are you all right, Almighty One? What? Of course I am. You seem a bit nervous. Do I? Yes, as if you are waiting for something. What are you planning? I suppose we will just have to see. And what of you? You seem confident, cloyingly so. Do I? Yes. Perhaps I am just trusting in the hard work I have been putting into this game. Slow and steady wins the race after all. (laughs) Now look at you, adopting their proverbs and idioms. Do not get too attached to your game pieces, Lightbringer. You never know how long they will last. Things are about to begin. Good luck, Almighty One. The court is filled with all manner of partygoers and revelers eager to take part in Caligula's festival to Bacchus. Senators and lawmakers, patricians and foreign ambassadors, all mix and mingle, draped in rich purple robes and dripping in gold. Acrobats, dancers, and performers donning ornate masks and elaborate costumes dance about the court, entertaining the audience. There is a carnal spirit in the air as the guests fondle one another, pouring wine down each other's throats, shoving decadent food into their mouths. It is pure, unadulterated hedonism. After a few moments pass, a gluttonous toad of a man, donning an orange wig, face covered in messy white makeup, steps onto a balcony above the merrymakers. As he raises his pudgy hands above his head, a hushed silence falls upon the crowd. This is the moment they have all been waiting for. The God Emperor is good! He has prepared for us a marvelous feast and promises that this Bacchanalia will be the most decadent yet. Three days shall we celebrate our Lord Bacchus, and for those three days we shall push ourselves to the limits of debauchery and hedonism. May we all fill our bellies and empty our balls to our heart's content. In the name of Caligula, and in honor of the great god Bacchus, sovereign lord of revelry and depravity, let the festivities begin! You know, Marie, those Romans really knew how to throw a party. Caligula, in particular, was a savant in the art of debauchery. (laughs) These festivals to Bacchus, well, to me, I suppose, were magnificent, steeped in wine, gluttony, and lust. They would last for days on end. Watching these festivals made me reminisce about the good old days. The original party in hell. Before it all got stale. Remarkable, really. 
These mortals did not realize how much power they wielded in their hedonistic misadventures. That their prayers to Bacchus filled me with energy, with excitement to continue the game. Unfortunately, as it is said, all good things must come to an end. After all, the Almighty One had a plan, and that plan had to be stopped. My fellow servants of Bacchus, I realize it is still early in our celebrations. But I would be remiss to not thank you all for being a part of these festivities. As you know, these rituals are very important to me. The great god Bacchus has blessed me with decadence beyond all measure, and he has granted us power unlike any other in the empire. We are free, truly free, to indulge and engorge and live as we see fit. Quintus, my wine. But before we raise our goblets to the lord of all revelry and hedonism, I must address something. You all may not have heard this, but... There have been rumors, whispers, of an uprising, of a coup. Someone, some people, want my reign as emperor to end. And why, you must be asking yourselves, would anyone want this to end? This legacy of indulgence, of ecstasy, of Pure, magnificent power. What's more, I believe it is someone here who wants it all to end. And then some, I believe, someone here wants me to die. But who could this deceptive, traitorous snake be? Who? could be the one turning my den of delight into a brood of venomous vipers. Drusilla, please join me up here. What say you, sister? Is there one among us here that would wish harm upon their emperor? I can think of one. One gripped by the strangling hands of jealousy, eager to strip me of my livelihood. One grasping for power over this empire to transform it as he sees fit. Quintus, bring out the traitor. Claudius. (laughs) Of course. My own sweet uncle! Who would have thought? It only makes sense, though. After all, he was to be emperor. He and the Order of Temperentia were to rule. 
and there would be peace throughout the Empire. <laughs> we already have peace, dear uncle. We already have peace because we are powerful. And we are powerful because we are free from the bindings of temperance and control and discipline. We are powerful because we worship the great god Bacchus! You are a fool to test me, uncle. But this old man is no great strategist. He is addled by age, crippled by the trials of life. He could not have planned this on his own. No, there must be another. One who would also see Bacchus forgotten, his great vessel destroyed. Drusilla. Leave him be. You've already beaten him half to death. Is there another? No. Are you certain? Yes, I am certain. Then we have rooted out the evil in this court! We must celebrate! Friends, countrymen, raise your goblets! Here, Drusilla, drink my wine. I do not want any. Do not refuse the Emperor's sister. Drink this wine. No. Drink it! Drink it and prove to me that Claudius is the only poison in this court. I can't. Why not? Because... Could it be because this goblet of wine that you prepared for me is compromised? Answer the fucking question! Do you think I wanted to do this? I did this. We did this for the good of the Empire. You, my dear brother, have turned into a demon, a gluttonous monster with no regard for our country. And look at you now. Look what you've done to your uncle, to your own flesh and blood. My flesh and blood. My uncle and sister. Behold, good people of the court, your traitors. sister were a fool. Oh, Caligula. It is you. Who are the fool? Drink the wine. <sighs> Excellent! Quintus! Quintus, seeing as my uncle's head is filled with lies and treachery, why don't you relieve him of it? Caligula, no! Now, dear sister, you shall witness firsthand the might of Rome and the power of the great god Bacchus. <laughs> You will not succeed, brother. You will never succeed. Temperentia, hear my prayers. Ha 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 ha!
Ah, oh, yes! Let this not dampen our spirits, my friends! Let us be encouraged, rather, that we have eradicated the venom from within this divine court. And what could be a more powerful sacrifice to the almighty Bacchus than these two? All hail Bacchus! Yes, Caesar. Take their bodies to the temple. Yes, my lord. And then I need you to do something else for me. Anything. Take your men to the temple of Temperentia. Seal the entrances. And burn it to the ground. Burn them all to the ground. As you say, Caesar. Up in the neutral plane, God sits silently, her furrowed brow watching the game board in disbelief. The devil gives her a smirk, then finishes his wine with a triumphant glug. Well, anything you want to say to me? I am in shock. At what? Another loss? (laughs) What did you expect? Uh, The loss is one thing, Lightbringer. But I am exceptionally surprised at your... methods. How so? Your willingness to allow such brutality. I have to admit, I did not expect that. And the thing about it all, Marie, is that... I did not expect it either. How was I to know that the Emperor would go off the rails? Again, as I mentioned before, I am not proud of this. But it happened. And when it did, it set the game on a path that neither I nor the Almighty One anticipated. As Quintus ransacks the Temple of Temperantia, his soldiers tossing torches into the corners of the once sacred space, Aurelia and the other acolytes gather in a cave just north of the city, hidden deep in the hills. The new high priestess is filled with fervor and a rage that she did not expect. Her countenance is one of fury determination, and dedication to the Almighty One. Sisters, brothers, let us mourn for what has happened. As I speak, our holy temple and even more, our way of life burns to the ground. Our high priestess has been slain. The good Claudius has been beheaded, and we have been forced to flee. As such, I am now responsible for the continued success of this order. But we are not lost. Temperantia herself has come to me in a vision and given me insight, clarity, 
on our next move. I have seen what must be done. Caligula and his court, in accordance with the edicts of the dark god Bacchus, have seen it fit to bring violence down upon us. The almighty Temperantia will not let this stand. We must stand strong in the face of this horror and fight back against those who seek to destroy us. These violent acts shall beget violence for centuries to come. We shall not sit idly by any longer. We must rise up and bring the swift justice of Temperantia to her foes so that they may know her power. No more shall we be an order of peace, but an order dedicated to the Almighty One, spreading her doctrine by any means necessary. We will search out darkness in this world and destroy it before it takes hold as it has over our Emperor. Our movements will be swift and secretive, designed to eradicate it entirely. We shall be a force to be reckoned with, and we shall now go under a new name, a powerful name. We shall be called Imperium Dei for we represent the control that Temperantia seeks to enact over this earth. We shall wipe the darkness out completely, bringing her light and power to the entirety of the world. Laudate Dei Imperium. Now, gather your strength and steal yourselves. For there is much work to be done. Because of this singular event, an unnecessarily violent end to this chapter, things have escalated. The Almighty One has now succumbed to her more intense tendencies. Once, I only saw near the end of my time in paradise as I was cast into the pit. It is why your girls were slaughtered and why she hunts you with such fervor because of my naive desire to win at all costs. Back in the present, a hush has fallen over the priests of Imperium Day. The doors to the church slowly creak open and Marcus enters, a look of dread upon his face. His priests all turn to gaze upon their leader as he walks down the aisle with hesitance. At the head of the church stands Susanna, her face illuminated by the eerie, flickering glow of the multitude of candles in the space. Bartholomew sits in the front row, shaking. Welcome, Brother Marcus. So good of you to join us again. I was out looking for Marie. What is all of this? I'm going to tell it to you straight, sugar. The powers that be have determined that you are simply unfit to lead this sector. Excuse me? Are you surprised? You have done 
nothing for this branch of Imperium Day. In fact, instead of progress, your emotionally charged decision-making has led to the endangerment of the Almighty One's control in this city. Now hold on one goddamn... During your relatively short tenure here, Father Marcus Benoit, more than 30 acolytes have perished. You led your men into a battle that they could not win. You sent them to their deaths. Well, listen here, you little bitch. This entire plan was your idea. It is a miracle that these men here are still standing. You are a liar! I will not have this insolence in my church! This isn't your church anymore, Marcus. The Almighty has deemed it so. Prove it. Marcus Benoit! It is you who tarnishes this church with your insolence! I... 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 You have failed! And with this failure comes consequences! Please... Please forgive me! Almighty One, I didn't... You are weak, Marcus. You are a coward, unable to see past your own emotions. Your appointment to the head of Imperium Dei here was a grave error. Please, I... Silence! Susanna, I give you full authority over this sector. And I give you the power to do what you will with this feeble-minded fool. My new disciples, you have seen it with your own eyes, heard it with your own ears. I have been given the opportunity to lead this parish, and it is not one that I take lightly. I will lead us to success. I will lead us to victory in the name of the Almighty. Yes, of course. And I promise you, here and now, I will never lead you down the path of destruction. I will never lead you to a war that you cannot win. And I assure you all, I will never abuse my power like he has. As your new leader, I will eliminate the danger to our parish right here and now. We shall cleanse his darkness from this church and begin anew. You've all gone mad! You there in the front, grab it! No! You, no! Get over! Don't! Get over. You can't! Bring him here. Get off of me! Silence him! You can't! You! Help! That's better. Brother Bartholomew. Yes? Approach the altar. You were his right-hand man. Your loyalty has been unwavering. I am loyal only to the Almighty One. It's time to show us. Show me that same unfaltering loyalty. It is time that we 
Helped him. I... I... Help him, Bartholomew. As you say. Well done, Brother Bartholomew. Laudate Dei Imperium! Laudate Dei Imperium! Laudate Dei Imperium. Back at the crossroads, the devil sips his cocktail with a grin on his face. Marie swirls her drink in the glass, listening to the ice clink in the silence. She lets out a long sigh, slowly lifting her eyes to meet the devils. He smirks and leans in towards her. And that is the end of my tale, Marie. At least for now. And what a tale it was. The devil... I am still unsure what all of this has to do with me. I simply needed you to understand where and how everything fits, Marie. Where things started, how things progressed, and how this all has led to you meeting me here. Right here, in this smoky, infernal little bar. You have endured immense suffering. You have lost not one, but two of your families. You have lost your humanity, turned into a monster who must hide away in darkness. You have been pushed to the brink of death and come back stronger each time. Only few have done the same. It is impressive, to say the least. And I would be remiss to not admit fault for all of it. What then? Are you asking for forgiveness? I am offering you a solution. And what is your solution? I want to offer you a second chance. I want to give you back the life that you have lost, and then some. And of course I want to give you every opportunity to enact vengeance on those who made your life hell. The cult that strips you of your dignity. The family member that betrayed you. You will serve them a cold dish of revenge and watch as they eat every last bite. And the catch, Monsieur Devil? <laughs> In exchange, I want your unwavering royalty, your power, your cunning, your strength. You will help me win this game. And suppose I agree to your bargain, hmm? Will I be forever under your thumb? 
Oh, no, 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 not at all. I do not wish to keep you for eternity. Help me regain my lead. Help me push back against the forces of the Almighty One and tip the scales in my favor. After that, you are free to lead the life you choose, however you see fit. Well, at this point, what do I have left to lose? I have no family, no life, barely a soul. Fuck it. Where do I sign? Excellent. This shall be our contract. Your soul, or what is left of it, belongs to me. And I will give you power unending. In fact, I will give you a taste of what is to come upon signing. And what might that be? Sign first, and you will see. I don't have a pen. Asmodeus? Huh? My finger, you little shit! Ah. <laughs> uh. I see. Here is a quill. Dip it in your blood. There we go. And sign here. And the deal is done. Now, the morning has arrived. I, I suggest you travel far from here and get some rest. I will contact you with your first assignment soon. Thank you for the drinks. I look forward to our partnership. Go on now. Do not fear the light. I promised you a taste, remember? What's this? Sunlight? Casey Bow! I haven't felt the sun on my face in decades. I've missed it. How did you... How did I get back here? The bar? Where did it go? Enjoy your new way of life, Marie. Soon there will be much work to be done. I am glad to have you in my service. After a rousing day on the earthly plane, God and the devil reunite at the game board, smug smiles on both of their faces, neither of them willing to admit their bending of the rules. Well, Lightbringer, how do you fare? Never better, Almighty One, never better. I have a feeling that this game of yours is only going to get more... Interesting. Hmm. I echo your sentiment. And, if I may say... You may. I am indeed thrilled to see what you have in store. How about a drink, then? I suppose, at this rate, one will not do any harm. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I like to hear. Here you are. Hmm. I made it light, just for you. Oh, you are too good to me. <laughs> A toast to this cosmic game. 
to the mortals on this earthly plane and to the competition that is yet to come. Cheers, Lightbringer. And to you as well, Almighty One. Cosmic Game, starring Mikey Beatty as Caligula, Caitlin Schiller as Drusilla, Anastasia Washington as Marie Harlow, Jon Snow as Marcus Benoit, Brianna Rex as Susanna Abernathy, Nathan Turner as Bartholomew Lancaster, Mac Manson as Asmodeus, Lacey Jo Benter as Aurelia, with Brian Barberin as The Devil, and Zara Fazel as God, with additional performances by Todd Eric Valcourt and Mac Manson, based on characters created by Matt Dorado. Sound engineering, editing, mixing, and mastering by Todd Eric Valcourt. Recorded at the TV studio Los Angeles. Original score composed by Chris Thomas. Production management by Matt Dorado. Written, directed, and executive produced by Matt Dorado and Mac Manson. Special thanks to Funko Studios. The Cosmic Game is a Drunken Devil production.